Hello and welcome to the Experience Lounge podcast. I'm Sasha. I'm Laura. And we're here to talk all things employee experience, experience design, future of work and digital HR. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to episode number two of the Experience Lounge podcast. Laura, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Very good, thank you. How about yourself? Feeling good, actually. Um, I will start by sharing with everyone that last night I had a very exciting Amazon delivery. <gasps> what was it? I ordered disco lights. <sighs> thank you. Yeah, I can see you smiling and laughing and thinking, God, this is tragic. Um, yeah, so I've ordered two disco lights because I'm moving and I've decided that when we get to our new place, we really want to be like the fun couple. The fun like, party house that exactly. people want to go to on Sentosa. Slash hate so um so yeah I was super excited but it's also added a little bit of fun to my late night call setup because it's USB (laughs) so I can just better than a ring light exactly I can just plug it in and be like hello employee experience is fun yes have you seen my setup my friend was telling me that she has those lights for her peloton Hmm. um which unfortunately you can't get them shipped the lights you could Hmm. but the bikes you can't get them here yet um but when you can I'm gonna get a peloton and then get those lights because yeah. then it's basically like doing a soul cycle class in your living room, which sounds it. amazing. Yeah, it does. And smoke machine as well. Yeah. Maybe we could just buy one and then share it. We could do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I hope everyone is doing really, really well. Today, we are going to be talking about the offboarding experience, which I think based on some of the research that we've done prior to this episode, and just generally speaking, it doesn't really get much attention. No, it definitely doesn't seem to get as much airtime as say onboarding Mm. as part of the overall employee journey but it is a really important one and I think a great topic for our first proper podcast not the one that was where we were introducing ourselves exactly yeah so we thought we'd go for something that's maybe less common as we've just discussed um but also something that's super important at the moment just given 2020 and some of the really difficult decisions that organizations have had to make yeah offboarding is probably more frequent um and it that that experience from an individual perspective and from an employee perspective it means so much more I think yeah and I think in a like you sort of alluded to in in the covid context where lots of organizations have you know had to furlough employees or people have been made redundant perhaps more than they would have been done previously prior to covid and obviously you still get some voluntary attrition I think it is a really important experience in that overall employee journey Mm. because typically what you would see is if employees aren't treated well when they leave Mm. that has quite a negative impact on the organization from a branding perspective whether an individual might come back um, but also potentially what we would describe as the chip advisor effect where Mm. if you've had a negative experience you then tell I think it was tell 10 people about that negative experience first if you have a positive one and that would really impact, you know, an organization's EVP. Yeah. So I think it is a really important, but what we sort of see from the research, sometimes underrepresented experience in terms of its airtime. Yeah, definitely. And I think in terms of EX investment and getting kind of buy-in for a project, it is more difficult to talk about offboarding because it's the yeah. end of the employee life cycle. So from it an is. ROI perspective, you know, organizations probably like well why would we invest in that that's when someone's leaving why would we invest in making sure that that experience is positive because 
you know, it's not quite the same as onboarding in terms of driving productivity and engagement and, you know, yeah. reducing the retention risk. Um, but it is so important. Oh, massively. Mm. And I think for some of the reasons um, that we just briefly touched upon, if you don't get that experience right, I think firstly, when you sort of look back at, on your tenure at an organisation, mm. often you'll remember the sort of last bit of that experience is just naturally how our brains are wired to do that so if that's a poor experience it, it kind of leaves I guess a sort of um a bad taste in your mouth in terms mm. of that was that was the experience that I had um there's also the bit about there's a big opportunity I think for organizations to tap into their alumni so yeah. if that is a great experience you never know if somebody was a good performer you might want them to come back yeah and a great sort of talent strategy and and talent model is that people work at an organization they go away they go somewhere else get new experiences new thoughts new ideas and then could come back and bring that into the organization and I think if it's a poor experience when you leave that's obviously really unlikely to happen the other is I don't think we should underestimate the power of things like Glassdoor mm. so you know employees will go out and they will rate an experience externally and if they rate that negatively that then does have an impact on attracting talent because yeah. people will read on forums like Glassdoor. I had a really awful experience. Actually, steer clear of that company. That's not one that you know you should join. So I think from a sort of talent mobility perspective, it's quite a significant experience if you, if you do get it wrong. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And to come back to your earlier point around going back to an organisation, I've gone back to an organisation. I've yeah. left and, and actually my exit experience was pretty positive so I went back yeah um and that was you know I brought with me new insights new skills um and also a fresh perspective I felt pretty refreshed to go back so you know this this growing trend of creating an alumni network and having someone responsible for keeping people engaged is really really key yeah and I think also and, and COVID has definitely helped us realize this the world I think feels smaller now mm. than it ever did in the sense of lots more people are working virtually technology's allowed us to do that I think if you have a bad experience somewhere when you leave the world is quite small so I think that would kind of in certain industries be quite known quite quickly mm. and again I go back to the the sort of branding perspective it will have a negative impact on your EVP yeah and I think that in in the long run companies invest so much money in onboarding because they see the value and sort of return on investment if we hire great talent and bring them into the organization but if you're from a starting point where people don't want to join because they're like oh I heard from you know mm. a friend or, a, or an ex-colleague that that organization didn't treat me very well when I left it doesn't matter if you invest loads in, in an onboarding experience because you're not going to attract some of that key talent yeah Absolutely. And I find it really interesting. Your employees could have a fantastic experience. They've been there for three, four, five years. Um, overall, great experience, love their manager. And then what I've seen so often, even in operational HR roles, is like there's the the resignation and the notice period is like it's it's a dirty experience. It's like, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, we're so betrayed that we're going to make you feel uncomfortable. And sometimes I mean, most of the time, it's completely unintentional. Of course, we don't design processes within HR or people functions to make people feel that way. But I think because of so many kind of risk management factors and procedural elements, we just kind of take the the heart out of it. It's almost like all of a sudden it goes cold. Yeah, kind of taking, I think, the 
the human mm. element out of it. And I think what we see often when we map this kind of experience or do some of that research is it it sort of falls into I think for for employees but also for for line managers for people leaders that it's not an experience necessarily that will happen really frequently because if you have a team maybe of five ten direct reports it's not something that you're going to be going through on a super Mm. regular basis so when we sort of map the experience we see that it's one that people don't always have that much practice Mm. at going through it and so I think there is a really important need to invest in how we train and upskill people leaders to be able to have really good quality conversations when somebody's leaving and that's you know you see that where we invest a lot of um, money and time and effort into having good performance conversations and I and I sort of see it a bit as an extension of that that you want to you want to have a people leader who when somebody's resigning they're treated with respect Mm. they're treated um, that recognition of the service they've given to the organization regardless of whether if you're the people leader you feel that somebody you know you're you're really upset that they're leaving you're thinking in your head oh it's gonna it's gonna be another role I have to hire for they were great I think sometimes people can get a bit defensive and take it quite personally but because it's not an experience I think that happens that regularly I do think organizations need to think about how do they upskill train make sure that Mm. people leaders are really ready and equally I would also say colleagues so how many of us when we were leaving previous organizations might have done a bit of a google for a I don't know a sample resignation letter or Mm. looked at how to handle that kind of conversation and I think it would be a a real sort of brave organization that showed how much they value the experience of somebody leaving and wanting that to be great because they can come back because of all the things you know we we've talked about that they even invest in providing that guidance for for colleagues to say actually this is a natural um part of of a journey when somebody is at an organization and actually we want that to be a great experience when somebody leaves yeah totally agree with you totally agree with you and I think there are a couple of parts in there as well I think that might maybe this will spark another conversation but you know the focus that so many organizations have on retention as a as a you know as key data and and a measure of a manager's success I think we need to be a bit careful about putting so much pressure on retention so I do agree it's important and it does encourage managers to engage in performance conversations and make sure that people are engaged but you know we need to go beyond that and say you know when actually it is the right time for your employees to leave there's no yeah. there's no shame in that and actually it's it's your role as a manager to do more to create a much better exit experience for all of the reasons that you've already detailed um and maybe that requires more training and investment on the people side um and as you say kind of removing the shame i think is a yeah. lot of it is like you know, how do we make sure that people feel comfortable asking questions about this? Or, you know, it was always the um, the fear of, oh, I need to reach out to HR to ask about what my notice period is. Yeah. Do you remember, like, having done that before, just how embarrassing it would be for some people? Or you'd get the, the request coming through and you'd be like, oh, maybe they're considering leaving. You know, there's so much secrecy that, that surrounds it. Yeah, and that's why I think we were reading, weren't we, ahead of the podcast an article that was in Forbes mm. and and the author there was talking very much about communication I think being key and that's both with the organization I think as a sort of collective to 
the employee so thinking about what is that experience like when I hand back my equipment or um, what does it feel like on my last day in the office do I feel like I was valued that my service to the organization was recognized Um, I think it's so easy to miss out some of those little things like giving an employee a goodbye gift or, or sort of making sure that you've communicated in good time to the organization or the team that the people were working with that they're leaving yeah. I think sometimes it's easy to just sort of forget about some of those things so we saw that communication I think is is really key for the people leader but I think it goes beyond that individual relationship it's mm. also how does the organization value that that process and I do think we talk a lot in our um in our work that when we think from an experience lens it's particularly those three functions around property technology and HR coming together and I think offboarding is a great example where those three functions really do need to to partner well together Mm. because there is there is the sort of practical things of handing back your equipment which is obviously the technology side where you sit you know particularly if you've got a fixed yeah. desk that that kind of act I remember it myself when I left my previous organization I did have a fixed desk and that sort of um, experience of like emptying it mm. and kind of putting it all in your in your bag felt kind of quite momentous so yeah. there's definitely I think a role for HR professionals to partner with the mm. other um, functions from an experience lens I think that's really key as well yeah totally agree so just to kind of maybe chunk this up for people listening as well so we're kind of getting into those moments that matter and I think you've agreed that there's some prep work to be done before people even resign to make sure that they feel empowered to do so and there's no shame shame in doing so and and managers know how to support and I totally agree with you across that kind of connected experience because you know let's say if we take a typical one month notice period there are so many different ups and downs during that right so you start that grief cycle as well as an individual and I think I did a a webinar um, a couple of months back now where we spoke about um, the offboarding experience and um, one of the big things there was candidates or not candidates sorry employees grieve Mm. leaving an organization through that sort of it's like a breakup yeah it's like that it's that kind of um change curve as well that you yeah. see the grief curve similar kind of the Kubler Ross yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah 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 um yeah exactly so that all happens and often it's condensed within like a four-week time frame and yeah. so when people resign they start going through that cycle if not beforehand um and that continues post that last day so you know there is an argument to say as well is there a is there a place for a post last day communication strategy on yeah. behalf of the organization to say look a week after you leave we're going to reach out to you and just say thanks so much for your rather than doing it on the last day because that's quite overwhelming like mm-hmm. a week a week past that personal email address you know thanks so much for your contribution to the organization can't wait to have you as part of the alumni network yeah and I think even a sort of how are you doing because there's mm-hmm. lots of scenarios where if, if it's a voluntary lever or if somebody has been furloughed or they've been made redundant they're all things that there would be that that emotion and that kind of grief of of leaving mm. and you will go quite up and down like I think lots of people as they're thinking about leaving and and they've handed in their resignation always have that that sort of oh was it the right idea yeah. am I am I making a mistake so I think reaching out post the person leaving mm. I feel really shows from an experience lens that the organization cares yeah and that they value the person's contribution to the organization definitely yeah I'm smiling because 
I want to bring this up. I think this is very similar to a breakup. I if think you're so. like a relationship. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, this is not a relationship podcast, just no. to clarify. <laughs> but you know, that whole post breakup, keeping in touch, that's a sign of a healthy breakup. That's yeah. a sign of a we had a good relationship and so we can continue the conversation or at least check on check in on each other to make sure we're doing, we're doing well. Okay, yeah. So it's the same kind of sentiment, isn't it? It's, it's that support support network, but without it being too structured that employees are kind of like, Well, I left you a week ago, stop stop yeah. emailing me like I'm still an employee. So I think that's really important. Let's talk a little bit about the logistics because it varies depending on the type of termination um, or the type of exit yeah um, whether that's voluntary or involuntary um, and also there are a number of things that we have to go through as you know as a people function uh, we have to follow certain steps to take someone off payroll and manage risk and those kind of things so how do you think we could improve that experience or that process I think it's it's looking at it from from a human lens mm-hmm. and I think working on the basis that if somebody, particularly if they're in the the voluntary lever bracket, mm. then they have delivered, I imagine, a number of things. They've worked really well, performed well in the organisation. And you want to trust people, I think, to the end. Mm. So we do see sometimes, you know, practices where um, organisations might restrict things around technology or you know different mm. printing access and things like that for fear of of not trusting employees but mm. I think we have to we really do have to think differently about some of that type of activity because it sends a message very much to the colleague that actually thanks for your service but we don't necessarily trust you um as as you're leaving so mm. I think it's it's really trying to bring that human element in and that's where I say partnering with technology with with your property functions I think particularly from HR perspective would be really important and thinking about where you can use an automate workflow so there's lots of you know technology platforms out there that would mean you can automate a lot of transactions which I then think also means that as a people leader I don't have to necessarily think about what I might describe as more of the admin Mm. type activities and instead I can focus on quality conversations making sure that the person feels valued right up until until the end and I think that's where also making sure from a HR perspective there's either a, a sort of pulse survey exit survey run or if if you've got the resource to be able to do exit interviews as well I think they're really powerful getting that data and insight too yeah I totally agree with you um the digital piece I think is really is really key um if you can make it as easy as possible and as efficient as possible that takes away some of the burden on as you say the manager the employee and on the people function I think the other thing kind of alluding to what you've already touched upon around um, empowering people to be able to resign almost or being a bit more transparent about what that process looks like being upfront about the process that people are going to go through over the four weeks I think is really powerful so one of the clients that we've worked with um, over the last couple of months we've looked at the offboarding process and kind of said okay if we can spell out for people what that journey is yeah, going to look what like as, go as, as like a micro experience yeah um, it sets expectations there are no surprises because again as we've already said it's a very emotional experience, um, whether you're leaving on good terms or bad terms. And you just want to be able to set expectations. And people prefer knowing what to expect, right? It's a control yeah. thing as well. So when people are out of control of a of, a, of an exit experience, they're more likely to 
be a little bit more hostile um, have you know a bit more of a surprise when certain things come their way or when emails get cut off or when they're you know taken off of meetings yeah uh, or 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 communication goes out you know that's going to create a negative experience so I do think there's a lot of value in addition to making it kind of streamlined and digital to being very transparent about okay you've just resigned here's what you can expect yeah definitely and I think it's it's different for sure to an onboarding experience but I do think there are some similarities in terms of being clear with with employees at what point in that experience or that process are they going through and like you say what to expect next because really you want an employee to do a good handover if there is somebody um, either maybe internally going into that role or they're recruiting externally you want if there is the option to do a handover that person feels still committed to doing yeah. it and and I think all of those things showing that you're laying out what's going to happen that the organization is supporting the person to leave and I remember it's a few years ago now um, so I'm not sure if they've sort of built it further but Accenture used to have quite a comprehensive alumni mm-hmm. network and they um, they sort of found that that network was a great way also, not even for just people returning, but for them to recommend people mm. to join the organisation. Yeah. So almost that direct hiring by employee referrals, but ex-employees who had worked at the organisation. And I think if you have the experience as a, as a poor one, then you lose all of that opportunity for mm. the alumni, for, um, like, as we said, people rejoining, but also actually... That, you know, I might have worked for an organisation and I think it was a great organisation. I had a great experience when I left and I'd recommend, you know, you to work there. Yeah. That sort of stuff doesn't happen if if it's if it's a poor experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I had the same thing at KPMG. So I'm obviously ex-KPMG and I still yeah. get the alumni newsletters which yeah. say these are the roles we're hiring for. Who would you put forward? Yeah. And so I think, it, yeah, yeah, it's a great it's a great sort of model, right? Yeah. In terms of if you think from an ROI perspective, that saves an organisation a heap of money mm. because they're getting direct hiring and also you would trust yeah. you would think people that have worked at the organization and their view of who might be a good suitable candidate for the role so yeah. it's win-win in that sense yeah. um but you obviously lose all of that if it's a if it's a poor experience for people yeah and people that worked at your organization know the culture best exactly. so they'll know who would yeah who would be a good fit. culture fit yeah exactly no i totally agree um so just thinking about a couple of points as well and, and maybe covering off some tips and hints that we want to share what about the last day how do you think organizations should manage the last day i think it's a really important one it can be it can feel i think overwhelming mm. for a colleague because it's sort of the accumulation of that notice period and by then you will have you know done your your handover Mm. but I think it's some of the things that should have happened prior to that final day is that people know that the individual's leaving I think sometimes you see I don't know why if it's almost sort of a a worry that if we communicate too early then I don't know what people think are going to happen but sort of making sure there's enough time that you've communicated the person is leaving and actually I think a a last day should be something that creates a good lasting memory so I think it should be something where maybe the person's handing in their equipment earlier in the day there's not an expectation that they're trying to rush to do things towards the end and I think something that's really personal like if you're face to face and you are in the same country as your team like taking them out for a final lunch or um you know getting them to spend some time with the team to say goodbye giving a gift those kind of things I think are 
are what you want to be doing on the last day not not sort of trying to rushing through yeah rushing yeah. through that experience because I think that can feel it can feel quite overwhelming for people if it's too much on on that last day mm, yeah and I think a lot of that comes back to the manager enablement around how do you plan time yeah and how do you sort of know so as we no said rush. with a workflow kind of enabled yeah. approach how would you know what what sort of tasks need to be done yeah. and that means because like we said it's an experience that um doesn't happen necessarily that regularly for a manager so if you've got that workflow enablement the tasks that people need to complete I think that will really help to sort of guide and say this is what we'd be expecting you as a people leader to do when Mm. so that they can focus on making sure that that's a a great sort of last connection I think to the organization before you then before you then go yeah definitely I think to kind of throw this one in there those last day experiences and that maybe less so the build-up and kind of the admin handover and and tying loose ends up but the last day experience is quite challenging in a remote environment and I say this as someone I I left KPMG when I was in well lockdown pretty much and you know had a great experience but it was a weird experience it was different because I almost felt like I didn't get closure does that make sense it is like I didn't I didn't feel like you know that last you walk out the door and you leave all your stuff no I didn't walk anywhere I walked from my study into my lounge to go yeah, and grab someone a glass probably of wine. came and yeah. collected your laptop exactly <laughs> and organize a courier so it's different yeah. so there is an added layer of complexity when it comes to that remote offboarding experience and yeah, I think we need to dedicate even more time to thinking about how do we craft that last day when you're not in person um and I, I guess a few things would be I still think it's important to make a fuss I still think it's really good to do like a virtual leaving celebration yeah. you know people got really creative at the beginning of the uh, the pandemic and less so now but you know <laughs> quizzes like um you know here's three years in your life at x organization you know a walk down memory lane or something like that I think even though it's remote still try and do something to mark the occasion yeah. um and try and provide as that closure as much as you possibly can and I think you know we talked about if somebody's face to face you could take them out for you know a leaving lunch or have done some a dinner in the the week leading up I think virtually you can still do some of that so you know I've heard where organizations will do it virtually with everybody on a whatever Mm. video conferencing platform you've got and actually order um, food delivery mm-hmm. for everybody so everybody's kind of eating a similar thing like you can do an afternoon tea or whatever you know yeah, that kind of that. thing yeah. where you then like you say make a first but do it do it virtually mm-hmm. and I also think then giving giving a gift some kind of organization memorabilia sometimes mm-hmm. is quite helpful it makes people similar when you join it makes people feel proud actually I I worked for that organization yeah, so you, and you can send all of those kind of things through the post right 100% I love swag as well I'm a huge fan of it so yeah. okay we're coming to the end of the podcast and I think we've covered a lot of really really important topics I think to kind of close on this just a few final thoughts from both of us on you know if you are trying to get investment in this offboarding process redesign or you need to get people excited about the topic of offboarding experience design um, a few key takeaways from my side you know Laura's touched on this loads it's actually about building a future talent pool yeah and that's a huge value add um, is, you know, you're building a potential pipeline of recommendations, but also people that are willing to come back to your organisation. Definitely. Um, from a 
from a productivity perspective, if you design a really good experience, the last four weeks or three months or however long the notice period, your individuals are still going to be productive. But if it's a bad experience, I'm going to check out. Right? Yeah, they're just going to be like, I won't even bother. Yeah. So there is a productivity element to the offboarding experience design. And then I think the last one is that word of mouth piece, right? Like you say, the TripAdvisor yeah. issue. Yeah. I think I would add, if you're thinking about this as an organisation, lead with data. Mm. So I think that data can be EX-led in the sense of it can be surveys, so making sure that you've got either an exit survey in place or you're doing qualitative exit interviews. And obviously that's going to depend on the size of your organisation, the the sort of resources that you would have. But I think having that data is going to be really key because it goes back to employee listening and making yeah. sure that you understand why are people leaving, what about that experience is working well, what's not. And I think using that data, you can then look at how to how to change some of that experience. And then the other is there's lots of external data mm. out there, like you said, in terms of the return on investment around why you would make this a great experience because you've got that alumni and, yeah. and and sort of thinking of the long-term game in terms of anybody that leaves an organization could be a potential new joiner when they rejoin they could be depending on the type of organization a potential client yes or their family and friends might be and so that sort of making sure it's a great experience because of who they might speak to or what that network taps into as you say, I think is is the real crucial one. But you can get a lot of data, I think, to back up that sentiment. If you're struggling maybe to get some investment, I would I would really lead it as a data-led conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. And we spoke very briefly about the kind of post-last day engagement, you yeah. know, maybe being slightly more radical and saying, rather than doing our exit interviews the week someone's leaving, could we do something that's almost like a pulse the week after yeah. and just invite people because then someone's had a week to process the yeah, entire process experience even, exactly yeah so hey maybe we can talk in another episode about different perspectives on the data around offboarding um i think that might be pretty cool but maybe i'm just getting excited about the <laughs> data which is quite lame <laughs> but very valuable exactly so, yeah fantastic so that wraps up episode two of the Experience Lounge podcast. Join us next time for episode three, where we're going to talk about strategies for hybrid working. Can't wait. Bye, everyone. Bye.